Section 18 of Genji Monogotari by Murasaki Shikibu. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 18. Yi Awase. Competitive show of pictures. The introduction of the late Saigu, the daughter of the lady of Rokjio at court, was now arranged to take place with the approval of the Empress Mother, the Princess Wisteria. All the arrangements and preparations were made, though not quite openly, under the eye of Genji, who took a parental interest in her. It may be remembered that the ex-emperor was once struck by her charms on the eve of her departure for Ise, and though he never encouraged this fancy to become anything more than an ordinary partiality, he took no small interest in all that concerned her welfare. When the day of introduction arrived, he made her several beautiful presents, such as a comb-box, a dressing-table, and a casket containing rare perfumes. At her residence, all her female attendants and some others assembled, who made every preparation with the utmost pains. In the palace, the Empress Mother was with her royal son on this day. He was still a mere boy, and scarcely understood what was going on but he was now fully informed on the subject by his mother, and was told that a very interesting lady was going to reside in the palace to attend on him, and that he must be good and kind to her. The presentation took place late in the evening, and henceforth she was called the Nyogo of the Umetsubo plum chamber, from the name of her apartment. She was a charming lady, and the emperor was not without a certain liking for her, Yet Lady Kokaiden, the daughter of Gonchionagan, Tono Chiojo, who had been introduced some time previously and consequently was an acquaintance of an older date, was much more frequently preferred by him to the other for society and daily amusement. When Gonchionagan introduced his daughter, he did not, of course, do so without hope of her further elevation. But now Lady Plum came to assume a position through Genji's influence as if to compete with his daughter for the royal favour, and it was by no means glad tidings for him. It may be here mentioned that Prince Hiobkio had also, as we have already seen, an intention of introducing one of his daughters at court, but this hope was doomed to disappointment by the establishing of the two ladies already introduced, and he was induced to defer his intention, at least for the present. The emperor was very fond of pictures, and painted with considerable ability. Lady Plum, too, as it happened, possessed the same taste as the Emperor, and used often to amuse herself by painting. If, therefore, he liked ordinary courtiers who exhibited a taste for painting, it was no matter of surprise that he liked to see the delicate hands of the lady occupied in carefully laying on colours. This similarity of taste gradually drew his attention to her, and led to frequent visits to the Plum Chamber. When Gonchunagan was informed of these circumstances, he took the matter into his own hands. He himself determined to excite a spirit of rivalry. He contrived means to counteract the influence of painting, and commissioned several famous artists of the times to execute some elaborate pictures. Most of these were subjects taken from old romances, as he conceived that these were always more attractive than mere fanciful pictures. He had also caused to be painted a representation of every month of the year, which would also be likely, he thought, to interest the emperor. When these pictures were finished, he took them to court and submitted them to his inspection. 
but he would not agree that he should take any of them to the plum chamber, and they were all deposited in the chamber of his daughter. Genji, when he heard of this, said of his brother-in-law, "'He is young. He never could be behind others.' He was, however, unable to pass the matter over unnoticed. He told the emperor that he would present him with some old pictures, and returning to his mansion at Nijio, he opened his picture cabinet, where numbers of old and new pictures were kept. From these, with the assistance of Violet, he made a selection of the best. But such pictures as illustration of the long regrets or representation of Oshio Kun were reserved because the terminations of these stories were not happy ones. He also took out of his cabinet the sketches which he had made while in Suma and Akashi, and showed them for the first time to Violet, who was a little angry at his not having shown them to her sooner. It was about the 10th of February, and the face of nature began to smile with the approach of spring, making the hearts and tempers of people more calm and cheerful. Besides, it was just the time when the court was unoccupied with the keeping of any festival. There could be no better chance than this for such an exhibition of pictures to attract the attention of people enjoying leisure. Genji, therefore, sent his collection of pictures to the palace on behalf of the Lady of the Plum Chamber. This soon created a sensation in the palace. Most of the pictures that were in the possession of the Lady of the Plum Chamber were from old romances, and the pictures themselves were of ancient date, being rare, while those of Kokaiden were more modern subjects and by living artists. Thus each of them had their special merits, so that it became difficult to say which were more excellent. Talking of these pictures became quite a fashionable subject of conversation of the courtiers of the day. The imperial mother happened to be at court, and when she saw these pictures and heard different persons at court discussing their relative merits, she suggested that they should divide themselves into two parties, right and left, and regularly to give their judgment. This was accordingly done. Hei Naishi no Suke, Jujo no Naishi, and Shioshio no Myobu took the left, on the side of the lady of the plum chamber, while Daini no Naishi no Suke, Chiojo no Myobu, and Hioye no Myobu took the right, on the side of the Kokaiden. The first picture selected was the illustration of the bamboo cutter, by the left, as it was the most appropriate to come first for the discussion of its merits, as being the parent of romance. To compete with this, that of the Toshikage, from The Empty Wood, was selected by the right. The left now stated their case, saying the bamboo, indeed, its story, too, may be an old and commonly known thing, but the maiden Kakia, in keeping her purity unsullied in this world, is highly admirable. Besides, it was an occurrence that belongs to a prehistorical period. No ordinary woman could ever be equal to her, and so this picture has an excellence. Thereupon the right argued in opposition to this, saying, The sky where the maiden Kakia has gone away may indeed be high, but it is beyond human reach, so we may put it aside. When she made her appearance in this world, she was, after all, a creature of bamboo, and indeed we may consider her even lower than ourselves. It may also be true that she threw a bright radiance over the inside of a cottage, but she never shone in the august society of a palace. Abe no Oshi's spending millions of money in order to get the so-called fireproof rat, which, when obtained, 
was consumed in the flames in a moment is simply ridiculous prince kuramochi's pretended jewel branch was simply a delusion besides this picture is by kosei no omi with notes by tsurayuki these are not very uncommon the paper is kamiya only covered with chinese stain the outer cover is reddish purple and the centre stick is purple as a darak these are very common ornaments now toshikage though he had undergone a severe trial from the raging storm and had been carried to a strange country arrived at length at the country to which he was originally dispatched and from there returned to his native land having achieved his object and having made his ability recognized both at home and abroad this picture is the life of this man and it represents many scenes not only of his country but of foreign ones which cannot fail to be interesting we therefore dare to place this one above the other in merit the ground of this picture was thick white tinted paper the outer cover was green and the centre stick jade the picture was by tsune nori and the writing by michikage it was in the highest taste of the period the left made no more protestation against the right next the romance of ise by the left and that of shiosami by the right were brought into competition here again the relative merit was very difficult to be decided at once that of the right had apparently more charms than that of the other since it beautifully represented the society of a more recent period hei naishi on the left therefore said if leaving the depths of ise's night sea we follow the fancies of new-fashioned dreams all the beauty and skill of the ancients will be swept away by the current of art's modern streams who would run down the fame of naruhira for the sake of the pretentious humbug of our own days then daini no naishi no suke of the right replied the noble mind that soars on high beyond the star-bespangled sky looks down with ease on depths that lie a thousand fathoms neath his eye upon this the empress mother interceded she said that the exalted nobility of lord hyoye may not indeed be passed over without notice yet the name of narihira could not altogether be eclipsed by his though too well known to all may be the lovely shore of ise's sea its aged fisher's honoured name a tribute of respect may claim there were several more roles to be exhibited and the rival protestations on both sides became very warm so that one role occasioned considerable discussion while this was going on genji arrived on the scene he suggested to them that if there was any competition at all it should be decided on a specially appointed day in a more solemn manner in the presence of the emperor this suggestion having been adopted the discussion came to an end the day for this purpose was fixed the ex-emperor who had been informed of this presented several pictures to the lady of the plum chamber they were mostly illustrations of court festivals on which there were explanatory remarks written by the emperor yengi besides these there was one which had been expressly executed at his own order by kimochi this was an illustration of the ceremony which took place at his palace on the departure of the lady for ise some time back when she had gone there as the saigu it was also probable that some of his pictures came into the possession of her rival the lady kokaiden through his mother as the mother of the former was a sister of the latter 
when the day arrived every arrangement was made in the large saloon at the rear of the palace where the imperial seat was placed at the top the court ladies of both parties those of the lady of the plum chamber and those of the lady of kirkiden were ranged respectively left and right the left or those of the lady of the plum chamber facing southwards and those of the right northwards all the courtiers also took the places allotted to them here the pictures were brought the box containing those on the left was of purple azidarak the stand on which the box was placed was of saffron, and over this was thrown a cover of Chinese brocade with a mauve ground. The seat underneath was of Chinese-coloured silk. Six young girls brought all this in, and arranged it all in order. Their kazami, outer dress, was of a red and cherry colour, with tunics of wisteria lining, light purple outside and light green within the box which contained the pictures off the right was of gin wood the stand of light coloured gin the cover of korean silk with a green ground the legs of the stand which were trellised round with a silken cord showed modern and artistic taste the kazami of the young girls was of willow lining white outside and green within and their tunics were of carrier japonica lining or yellow outside and light red within. Both Genji and Gonchionagan were present by the Emperor's special invitation, as also the Prince Lord Lieutenant of Tsukushi, who loved pictures above all things, and he was consequently chosen umpire for this day's competition. Many of the pictures were highly admirable, and it was most difficult to make any preference between them. For instance, if there was produced by one party a roll of the season, which was the masterpiece of some old master, on selected subjects, there was produced also by the other party a roll of sketches on paper, which was scarcely inferior to, and more ornamented with flourishing than, the ancient works, in spite of the necessary limitation of space, which generally makes the wide expanse of scenery almost too difficult to express thus the disputes on both sides were very warm meanwhile the imperial mother the princess wisteria also came into the saloon pushing aside the sliding screen of the breakfast chamber the criticism still continued in which genji made now and then suggestive remarks before all was finished the shades of evening began to fall on them there remained on the right one more roll when the roll of Suma was produced on the left. It made Gonchionagan slightly embarrassed. The last roll of the right was, of course, a selected one, but it had several disadvantages in comparison with that of Suma. The sketches on this roll had been done by Genji, with great pains and time. They were illustrations of different bays and shores. They were most skilfully executed and carried away the minds of the spectators to the actual spots. On them, illustrative remarks were written sometimes in the shape of a diary, occasionally mingled with poetical effusions in style both grave and easy. These made a great impression on the emperor and on everyone present, and finally, owing to this role, the left was decided to have won the victory. Then followed the partaking of refreshments, as was usual on such occasions. In the course of conversation, Genji remarked to the Lord Lieutenant, 
from my boyhood i paid much attention to reading and writing and perhaps my father noticed that i had benefited by these pursuits he observed that few very clever men enjoyed worldly happiness and long life perhaps because ability and knowledge are too highly valued in the world to admit of other blessings true it is that even a man whose high birth assures him a certain success in life ought not to be devoid of learning but i advise you to moderate your exertions after this time he took more pains in instructing me in the ways and manners of men of high position than in the minute details of science for these reasons though on the one hand i was not quite clumsy i cannot on the other say in what particular subject i am well versed and efficient drawing however was a favourite object of my taste and ambition and i also desired to execute a work to the full extent of my ideas in the meantime i enjoyed quiet leisure by the seashore and as i contemplated the wide expanse of scenery my conceptions seemed to enlarge as i gazed upon it this made me take up my brush but not a few parts of the work have fallen short of those conceptions therefore i thought them altogether unworthy to be shown expressly though i have now boldly submitted them to your inspection on this good opportunity nothing can be well learned that is not agreeable to one's natural taste replied the lord lieutenant it is true but every art has its special instructor and by this means their methods can be copied by their pupils though there may be differences in skill and perfection among arts however nothing betrays one's tastes in nature more than work of pen or brush writing and painting and playing the game of go of course men of low origin and of little accomplishment often happen to excel in these arts but not so frequently as persons of position under the auspicious care of the late emperor what prince or princess could have failed to attain the knowledge of such arts a care which was directed towards yourself especially i will not speak of literature and learning too your accomplishments comprise the kin next the flute the mandolin and the so koto this we all knew and so too the late emperor said your painting however has been hitherto thought to be mere amusement and we now have seen your sketches executed with a skill not unequal to the ancient famous draughtsman in black ink it was about the twentieth of the month and the evening moon appeared in the sky while they were thus conversing her radiance was too weak to make the ground near them bright, but afar off the sky became palely white. Several musical instruments were sent for from the guardian of the library. Genji played a kin, Gonchionagan a wagon, the lord lieutenant a sokoto, and Shioshio no Miobu a mandolin. The Hyoshi, beating time to music, was undertaken by a courtier. As this went on, the darkness of night began to diminish, and the hues of the flowers in the garden and the countenance of each of the party became gradually visible, while the birds themselves began to chirp in the trees. It was a pleasant dawn. Several presents were made to the company by the imperial mother, and to the lord lieutenant a robe was given in addition, as an acknowledgment of his services as judge in the competition. And so the party broke up. The role of Suma was left, as was requested, in the hands of the imperial mother. Genji had some more roles of the same series, but they were reserved for some future occasion. 
during the reign of this emperor every pains were taken on the occasion of all court festivals so that future generations should hold that such and such precedents took their origin in this reign hence a meeting even such as above described which was only private in its nature was carried out in a manner as pleasant and enlightened as possible as to genji he thought he had obtained a position too exalted and an influence too great there were indeed several instances of public men surprised by misfortune who in premature age obtained high position and vast influence he thought of these examples and though he had hitherto enjoyed his position and authority as if he regarded them as a compensation for his former fall he began as the emperor was now becoming older to retire gradually from public life so as to prepare his mind and thoughts and devote himself to the attainment of happiness in the world to come and also for the prolongation of life for these reasons he ordered a chapel to be built for himself on a mountain-side where he might retire in the meantime he had the ambition to see his children satisfactorily brought out into the world an ambition which restrained him from carrying out his wishes of retiring it was not easy to understand or define the exact state of his mind at this period end of section eighteen end of genji monogotari by murasaki shikibu translated by suematsu kenchu